Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Welcome, as always, delighted to be with you, and thank you for joining us, however you found us. Many ways you can do that, whatever way you found us just now, or virtually every streaming service you can find us on, like iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google, and many, many others. So thank you for uh, finding us, and tell your friends about the show. And Marsha, how are you? Great. I want to thank everybody for joining Computer and Technology Radio. We've been on for a long time, a long, long, long time, and we're so glad that you join us each week. And what we do here, in case you're new, is we talk about tech news, funny stuff, silly stuff, real stuff. And in the last part of the show, we talk about tips and tricks and other interesting stuff. So, Mark. Yeah, some cool stuff. How's your week? Uh, it's been fairly quiet, I would say. Uh, L.A.'s been very pleasant. Uh, the temperature's been nice. Uh, we're all, you know, heading towards the new CDC guidelines. If you're vaccinated, you don't uh, have to wear your mask a lot of places. I actually okay. am, go- oh, I was going to say, I'm actually going to be going to the Laker games in about two weeks in a vaccinated-only section. So okay. that's going to be I really want to ask you, though, because... The whole world doesn't have vaccinated-only sections. Correct. How do you feel about, first off, the lady from the CDC, a lady with the dark hair, I don't remember her name, Uh, just like three weeks ago, she was telling us how horrible it was and how dangerous things were, and now... Boom, all of a sudden she's making the announcement, well, you, no, you don't have to wear a mask. I don't know from what I've spoken to people on Twitter about whether they're psychologically ready to give up masks, that people f- still feel that they are part, even if they're vaccinated, part of their mm. shield against the virus. Yeah, I mean, there, there have been a lot of stories which are interesting that there's virtually been no flu season this year. Nobody's right. getting the flu because everybody's wearing masks and social distancing. So, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, look, when, when these seasons come around, like in October, November, whenever it's flu season, September, uh, people will start wearing masks again because they don't want to get the flu. So I, I, it's very interesting. I mean, I, you know, we've had family over recently because everybody that we know has been vaccinated. So we're feeling more comfortable about that. You know, a lot of people still don't want to get vaccinated and may never get vaccinated. So that's, you know, entirely their choice. For me, I thought it was a smart thing to do, and I want to be able to get back to life as I normally have it. I'm going to still be wearing a mask for a while. I just, you know, maybe the CDT has psychologically stigmatized me. You know, maybe, maybe, seriously, maybe I've been damaged by the CDC's lack of information and going back and forth on stuff, but I'm still going to wear a mask and I'm probably crazy, but uh, I, yeah, I just think the confusing messages they gave people and the people I've talked to on Twitter are just not ready. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people are going to have to come to a decision soon because companies are beginning to say, hey, if you're not vaccinated, you're not working here. I mean, Delta yeah, but Airlines. the thing is, you just said perfectly that you were going to an event where there was a vaccinated-only section. Correct. If the vaccinations were that friggin' perfect, why do you have to do that? 
that works in the exact opposite of the new CDC guidelines. Right. Yeah. It, so, well, those are for, va- but aren't the guidelines, if you are vaccinated, you can take off your masks? It's yeah. not for everybody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. But so right. why would you have to put only vaccinated people together in one area? It makes Wait, no I'm confused. Sense. If you have someone not vaccinated sitting next to you, that defeats the purpose of having people that you can spend time with that are vaccinated. So that does make perfect sense. You're not. That you're it, not no. What I'm saying is that if you are vaccinated and if you mm-hmm. are safe and you don't have to wear a mask because you're perfectly fine. Right. What difference does it make who you sit next to? Oh, you're saying to the person that's not vaccinated. Right. Well, the, the according to the CDC, that you, even if you're vaccinated, and this is not that much tech, but it is, uh, if you are vaccinated, you can still pass, you can still get corona, even though you may not know it, even though it won't affect you, but you can pass it to someone that's not vaccinated. So okay, it's a, so that's the yeah, reason. So I have the CDC guidelines in front of me, and we've said enough about this, but my point is that they are not clear. They're just well, it's not confusing. clear. And with businesses making requests of, you know, employees, things like that, there needs to be some straight on guidelines. And unfortunately, once the federal government took over this whole thing, uh, it should have been more clear. Yeah, it's it's confusing and it's going to be tough for people that don't want to get vaccinated when their company may say to them, hey, you don't want to get vaccinated. You don't work here anymore. And that's coming and it's already happening. So it'll be interesting. Some, yeah, you know, there'll be, be some Supreme Court lawsuits on that. I yeah. guarantee you. I guarantee oh, you. I'm but sure. anyway. Like I say, yeah. Uh, all right. So you found something interesting, which is kind of perfect. I haven't told my wife about this yet because I don't know how she'll react to it. But you found something kind of interesting from Nokia. I am totally blown away. So Nokia, or that's how they call it in Europe, Oh, they do? Oh, excuse me. Uh, yes, well, I'm staying with Nokia. Nokia. Well, the thing is, we don't know how to pronounce it. So there's right. that. So the Nokia 2720, which is a flip phone with yep. a touchscreen that has Android in it to some extent, will be coming out on May 20th on Verizon. Right. Um. You'll have WhatsApp, YouTube, Google Maps, Google Assistant, and Snake, whatever that is. Yeah, I don't know what that is either. There's 4G LTE available on it. Incredibly cool. When it comes up on Verizon, it'll only be $80. Right. And it's good looking. It's darn yeah. good looking. It's a nice and looking And it's phone. a simple phone that maybe is all you really need to carry around in your pocket as long as you can text and everything from it. Right. Uh, I don't know if you can do Gmail or anything like that, but do you really have to when you go to the supermarket or, you know, you go to the Lakers game? Do you really have to have that? You can do all your messaging. You have Google Maps, Google Assistant, for gosh sake. But anyway, uh, the fact that it's tied to Verizon, I found a bit problematic. Right. For but, me, we have Verizon, so that works for me, fortunately. But... So, you know, you could get Leslie the deal for $80, comes in black, white, and red. The red is, like, gorgeous. But in my further reading, I've found if you buy the international version of the Nokia 2720 Flip 4G phone, you can get it on eBay. Amazon sold out. 
for 119 bucks. I'm seeing it on eBay from sellers in China. Now, remember, if you buy on eBay, you are protected by their uh, warranty. You can return it if it doesn't work or it's not as expected. But the international one will be compatible with AT&T, T-Mobile, Metro PCS, anyone who you can swap a GM SIM card in. Um, I, it has a dual SIM. It has a removable battery, which means you can charge the battery separately, right, which you know, is buy cool. a second one. Um, I think it's brilliant. And like I said, on eBay and, and Amazon, if they get them back, 4G LTE for only 119 bucks. I'm seriously thinking of buying one. I don't know why, just because I think yeah. it's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, my wife is the anti-tech person of the universe. She still uses her flip phone. She refuses to do anything else, which I find particularly annoying because all of her friends send me stuff to show to her, her friends and her family. Hey, can you show this to Leslie? Oh, show this to Leslie. Every day I get something to show to Leslie. And it's annoying to me that she won't do it. So I get stuck with, you know, these videos and the story and whatever. So if that works and she's willing to do that, yay for me. And yay for her i mean have you ever you know, remember the old days of texting where you had to use the abc you know right. the keyboard and they a, say that B. this is but this is the regular uh, i mean it looks i'm very impressed it has the keyboard on the touch screen i'm very impressed uh it does handle a ear jack if you want to do yep. that you can add memory to it it has an emergency button an fm radio a gps cool. Now, if you want to give something simple to someone who doesn't want a smartphone, I think this is the perfect gift. It's brilliant. Yeah, that's really cool. By the way, uh, to just a couple of uh, – we should do a few shout-outs because we're not currently doing the live show. So you're picking us up on the stream. And thanks to Hans, who's actually uh, doing a great job producing for us. Uh, the show is now on the air the same day. So is you know hours after we've gotten off the air, you can listen to us uh, on any of the streaming services. So, uh, Legit, Hans, in an job. hour, I tweet out the link on, on uh, Twitter. So we are covered. Yeah. Uh, so uh, hello to Valencia, who I'm sure is listening to us, although we don't get the live feedback. And let's see. Oh, I'm uh, looking. Who? I'm looking. No, uh, we got Deke Bridges is out there. So hey, that's Deacon. good. Yeah, but he's waiting to Sherman listen to the show and he's going to listen on the archive. So good. Um, right. So if you want to get a flip phone, $119, or if you're already on Verizon, it's only going to be 80 bucks, And I think that's cool. But I'm really looking at this as a secondary phone. Right? Yeah. I mean, kind of your backup phone. Right, exactly. So, yeah, Motorola cool. is doing something else that's yeah. really very cool. If but, it works, I've been hearing so well, much about actually, this for years. This does work okay. because Huawei has a patent on it. Now, this article says Motorola is working on smartphones that can charge wirelessly over the air. There is an existing patent that I have seen. <laughs> okay. It's like a legit patent. You can find it for Huawei uh, wireless charging. They've already installed in rooms so people can wirelessly charge their phones in rooms. So I don't know if this was a deal with Huawei or, ooh, maybe an American company stole some <laughs> Chinese technology. I don't know. But I have seen it before. And Motorola says it's scalable. You can power anything from earbuds, headphones, smartphones, laptops, tablets. 
even multiple devices concurrently. But again, like I said, I've seen it already, but not in yeah, America. For sure. So this will be hope, interesting. Like we, you know, we've been hearing about the wireless charging and about the, you know, all the things you can do, and they never seem to actually work. So let's hope this time. Well, it actually I do does. have to tell you, and I didn't plan a review for the OnePlus Nine Pro, um, but that wireless charging is the fastest thing I have ever seen. Plugging I mean, is it in allegedly is it allegedly faster than an actual? Uh, it's it's, uh, it's it, you blink. Let me just tell you, when let's talk about the plug-in experience on the OnePlus right. 9 Pro. Literally, was it 20%? Walked away, did something, came back. It was like a matter of 24 minutes. It was at 100%. Wow. They are the fastest charging phones I have ever, ever seen. So this can be done... But purportedly, Motorola is uh, partnering up with former Caltech engineers to input a technology that already exists. So there. <laughs> Interesting. Don't know. Well, I, I mean, look, I hope that works and that would be wonderful. Of course, now we have to worry no, about all those. No, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like well, it. I, was... I don't want to sit in a room with that. Well, I was just going to say, is the radiation now all over the place? You know, we have yes. to worry about all. Yeah. So uh, that that becomes a bit of an issue, I was, you know, suspect, and we'll see where that goes. But uh, overall, so far, so good. Uh, all right. So this next story, I don't know how I feel about this. You know, Twitter had this, of course, verification process. It's been, what, a year and a half, maybe, maybe longer since that it was discontinued. Yeah. Yeah. Where they verify that you were a particular person of interest or you had some following. And then it got so out of hand the way they were doing it. Now they're relaunching it. I, I think it's lost some of its, you know, pizzazz, frankly, as to what happened here. What do you think? I think it's going to be a shit show. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. How do you really feel about it, Marcia? I think that every... Now, it says, and just so you know, originally, Twitter reached out to users to confirm their identities. And that's how I got verified. Now, right. to be verified for ed- verification, users must be both notable and active on the site. Notable users must fall under the category of government, companies, brands, organizations, news organizations, journalists, entertainment, sports and gaming, or activist organizers and other individual, influential individuals. Now, there isn't anybody I don't know on social media whose ego isn't big enough to say, oh, yeah, that's me. Oh, that's that's absolutely me. Yeah, of course. So I think they're going to be deluge. Supposedly uh, next week they'll be putting up a page where people can apply for it. I think it's going to be a mess. I really, really think it's going to be a mess. I think it could have been handled better. But, you know, what can I say? I like to honest – people say they don't like verification on Twitter because – whatever it makes a cast system or hype or whatever right but i was having a lot of impersonators under my name and with my picture and having real problems yeah so uh, for me it was a legit reason but i don't know it's going to be interesting to see but i'm dying to see people's account qualifications <laughs> yeah Beca- yeah it'll be very interesting gonna, to see going to be quite the quite the mess 
Yeah, exactly. Well, interesting. So um, are you going to the new – are you joining um, uh, Yusaku Meweza well, yeah, on the yeah, trip? We, we do that. We have lunch once a week anyway, so we've been talking about this. Uh, apparently, he's the moonbound billionaire. He booked a December trip to the International Space Station. Um, so I may join him. I, you know, I may not, too. Uh, he's 45 <laughs> years old, entrepreneur known as MZ. Uh, in September of 2018, he was the first private citizen to travel beyond low Earth orbit, and he's scheduled to join a crew of his own on the 2023 SpaceX moon mission. Um, so that'll be kind of interesting. Uh, he'll, um, he'll be on in outer space. But remember, and- they're not going to land on the moon. The mission will take three days to reach the moon before looping behind it and taking another three days to return. So it's basically a cruise without the buffet. (laughs) Oh, well, well, no, there's no buffet. Oh, well, in that case, I am not going. If there's no no buffet, is it safe to go to a buffet now? Uh, Do I have to wear my mask Uh, on this thing? Well, you know, they're opening up buffet. Uh, uh, See? See? Do you hear the CDC? No. There's no answers on anything. So let's hope they ball up and and give us answers. I did see that Caesars is now going to, I believe it was Caesars, I saw a report that said they are now going to be 100% capacity in Vegas. So no more restriction on how many people are are able to go or or, or not. But we're going to CES, right? Yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, But maybe... You know, CES is in January, so let's I want, hope the I'm going to be back. there. I'm I'm yeah. hoping I'm going to be there. So uh, this is weird. So, I you know, a lot of people have different opinions about Bitcoin. Yeah. You know, I'm skeptical. What can I say? You know, I I'd personally rather hold a gold bar in my hand, but <laughs> you know, that's just me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Tesla? announcing they're going to stop accepting Bitcoin due to crypto mining's environmental toll. You know, it's so funny. I I mean, I first read the story, and it took me a a second to know, what the hell are they talking about? Wait a minute. They're not out mining. They're not, you know, we don't have miners out there that are digging up coal. And then I went, oh, wait a minute. This has to do with the electrical use of the multi-massive computers. But I really had a – I took this momentary pause that I probably shouldn't have to understand what are they talking about. Well, you know, the Cambridge Bitcoin Electricity Consumption Index – currently estimates the mining across the globe uses 148 terawatt hours per year, or about the same electricity consumption as Malaysia. So perhaps Elon thought, maybe this will be hurting my Tesla and my other solar projects. Yeah, maybe, yeah. You know, it's taking all the electricity, and he can't keep up. But also, there are a lot of fluctuations in it. So how can you decide a price? You know, it has to be kind of like the stock market. Okay, if you buy your Tesla right now, that'll be blah, 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 bit, 0.7 Bitcoins. Well, right? right, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's very. It's going to be very interesting to see how that actually works out. Uh, I don't know. You know, I did discover something, and I, I guess it's true, and I didn't know about Elon. Uh, he has Asperger's, which he yeah. brought up. Well, he announced uh, on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Saturday, and I don't know if that was something known prior to this, but uh, very interesting. I haven't watched uh, much of the Saturday Night Live show. Everybody, everybody I know has Asperger's. So <laughs> it seems like it, doesn't it? It really. Ser- seems no, like- seriously, for years, uh, just more and more people have had Asperger's. 
Roethlisberger's. But an interesting, freaky thing happened. Yeah, this is weird. Um, Everybody should probably remember Werner von Braun. He was the Nazi who decided to turn to the American side. Ha ha ha. Because we would give him clemency against everything if he built rockets for us. Right. And he was a brilliant rocket scientist. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But also, he wrote a book once, a sci-fi book, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird. Um, it was a 1953 book called Mars Project. And, you ready? It referenced a person named Elon that would bring humans to Mars. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, I suppose there could be another Elon floating around there somewhere. Well, yeah, but they're not sending people to Mars. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. And I, when it was pointed out to Elon, he kind of freaked out and he said, you sure this is real? What? <laughs> and the guy tweeted to him with a picture of the book. So, and I, I'm seeing a page of it here. The Martian government was directed by... Ten men, the leader of whom was elected by universal suffrage for five years and in, entitled Elon. Two houses of yeah, parliament that's... enacted the laws to be admitted. So this was in a 1953 book that was on how Mars is governed. Wow. It's creepier than hell, folks. Creepier than yeah, hell. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it really is. Wow. And, and by the well, way, okay. to throw in also May Musk, Elon's mother. Did a video this week for Huawei. (laughs) About? uh, You mean she's in a a commercial? Being a a mom. It was an interview. It was very touchy-feely, yeah. Well, they did a – I think this was the show when Saturday Night Live. They did a Mother's Day. Was was that the one where all the moms came? No, this was a commercial for Huawei. Oh, no, no, I know. But I think Elon's media. mom was on Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah, Live. yeah. She stopped yeah, by. Yeah. 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 She's got yeah, her agent. Cool. She's with CAA. She's taken care of. Uh, is that for real? She really is? <laughs> yes, that's for real. Yeah. That's funny. That's good for I don't her. say anything that's not for real. Mm, Especially when I say to you, I will not be able to go to Barcelona this well, spring. This- this is interesting. You know, you've gone to Mobile World Congress. I don't know how many times you've gone in, in Barcelona, as you say. And um, and it Three was times. a pretty important – it was a pretty important show. Uh, it's like non-existent this year. They, they've decided to go ahead with it, uh, and I think it was in June. And most of the major companies have declined to participate in it, but they're going ahead well, with they it le- anyway. They legit backed out, which means that they've lost deposits. Yeah. So um, if you go there, you won't be able to see Google, Ericsson, Nokia, Samsung, Qualcomm, Microsoft, Intel, Facebook, Lenovo, or Sony at this point in time. (laughs) Well, it does say oddly that LG is going to be coming, even though they're getting out of the smartphone business, which is is weird in itself. Because Mobile World Congress is all about mobile and not TVs. So there you go. Right, exactly. So, yeah, that's that's really interesting. Uh, And Mobile World Congress is honestly, honestly, Mark, one of the best shows. If it ever makes it back, we really should go. It's that good and barcelona is just that spectacular i was actually lucky enough to go to the olympics in barcelona uh that was um in 19 whatever the olympics were in barcelona and it is an absolutely beautiful city 
really a nice place to visit. So, yeah, I would certainly would not have any objection to going oh, back to Oh, by the way, if we ever go, there's um, a monastery outside Barcelona that you have to go to. That's absolutely amazing. Yeah, I was all over I'll the city. I, I can't quite remember um, Yeah, know, this exactly was out where. of the city. This yeah. hour's drive so, out of the city. Anyway, okay. so no no Mobile World Congress. All right. Now, it is the time of the show. We search the universe, the planets, and today, Best Buy for the Buy of the Week. Thank you, Hans. Uh, you know, I, it amazes me, even to this day, that how many different companies are, you know, TVs, for example, oh, gosh, when they were 50-inch TVs, when they were, you know, larger they were thousands upon thousands of dollars five thousand ten thousand twenty thousand when they first came out so here's a, i've never had one of these but they've gotten tremendously good reviews best buy has the hisense it's h-i-s-e-n-s-e 70 inch that's a big tv it's their h65 series it's an led 4k uhd smart android tv uh it's got uh, 4k uhd as i say resolution it's direct lit uh it has bluetooth audio dts virtual x voice remote uh you can watch high dynamic range which is what you actually want on a tv uh and it's a really nice tv and the tv itself ratings on the best buy website they have 1590 ratings which is a lot of ratings and it's gotten 4.5 out of five stars it's on sale from best buy for 549.99 it was originally 649.99 so 100 bucks off and you're getting a 70 inch tv with all the bells and all the whistles for 550 bucks so uh, if you're looking for a big TV and you didn't want to spend thousands of dollars to get it, here's your chance. 70-inch Hisense Class H65 Series LED, available at Best Buy today for $549.99. And that is our buy of the week. So, uh, yeah, well, that's uh, that's really crazy. So um, what's the biggest so, TV you have in your house? Um, The biggest I think it's a eighty inch in yeah, I think I have what a, we call I think the mine TV is 70. room. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. I don't need it any bigger. It's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. But listen, you've used all key products, electronics, haven't you? Chargers and cables and stuff I'm like sure that. I'm sure at some point in time I have. Well, not only all key, but a bunch of other uh, foreign brands have disappeared from Amazon. Yeah, that's so weird. And I don't understand it. I mean, these were brands which actually had, you know, how their own page, you Mm -hmm. know, like their little store. Right. And it's crazy. I don't understand. Um, Supposedly, not saying an MPOW. Now, you and I have gotten chargers from MPOW, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a recent ban. We don't know if it's permanent or temporary. But rumor is they were um, offering money or gift certificates or gift cards or whatever for positive five-star reviews. Well, right. So these brands are disappearing from Amazon. Not that I'm thinking Amazon has any big integrity right now. I'll let you know after my new book publishes. (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) No, seriously. It's terrible. But uh, this brand stuff has just disappeared from Amazon. It's crazy. Speaking about disappearing, um, 
as a buyer on eBay, and I know you've bought on eBay, do you ever oh, look sure. for um, power sellers? I don't. I don't buy a lot on eBay. You know, I usually search the web, look for a product, and then wherever it comes up the best price, that's where I go. But I don't pay a lot of attention to it. Okay. Well, just so you know, and if you shop on eBay, here's a little tip. By the way, I'm the author of the eBay for Dummies series, and I keep them updated. And if you have any questions on eBay, they're on Amazon under 20 bucks. So please, I think you'll enjoy the book. Great reviews. Anyway, so you will notice on some sellers on eBay, in the upper right-hand side of the item page, would be a top-rated seller little icon, little Mm -hmm. thing. If you are looking at items and you have the choice between a top-rated seller or a regular seller, Mm -hmm. definitely, even if it's a couple dollars difference, buy it from the top-rated seller because your buying experience is going to be much more. Now, the top-rated seller program has replaced the 23-year-old power seller program. So... I mean, that's crazy. I got my certificate from eBay saying thank you for 23 years of blah, 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 because I still am a top-rated seller. (laughs) No, thanking me and the whole thing. But the point is that you'll have to start looking for top-rated sellers, not power sellers. And when I talk about a better buying experience, you just think a little bit about when you buy something. How does it come to you? Is it thrown into a bag? And you wonder how it's ever made it to you or is it wrapped in bubble wrap or is it, you know, when you buy clothing, is it wrapped in tissue? The buying experience that you get online is all within your own hands on eBay. You look at the feedback, you look if they're a top rated seller and it makes a big, big difference. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, But anyway... They, they got I, I will tell you old. something interesting experience. There, there was a skincare company that we were buying some products from, and we got a thing that said, if you want to get the, try our product, we will refund your money and we'll give you a $10 uh, bonus if you write a review about us. Now, it, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that the review is not real. You know, you can still, I guess, say what you want to say about the product. But, yeah, there are, all these companies are doing that, and, and I think that's a bit of a problem, and I don't, you know, I don't know what to do okay, about it. Okay, well, this has, nothing, this has nothing to do with anything, but you mentioned skin products. Yeah. I have to recommend a website that I use all the time. It's called lovelyskin.com. It's owned by – it's in Omaha, Nebraska, and it's owned by a dermatologist. Oh, okay. Well, that's and they a good have sir. great products, and they give you service, and you can call up and ask advice. They give you samples with every order. So that's lovelyskin.com if you, you want to try someone for reliable and an excellent buying experience. Nice. There you go. Uh, okay, so this, this next story I thought was kind of an odd story. And, and frankly, I didn't even know that Pokemon was still a thing. I mean, it seemed like it was so 2010 to me. Well, but, baseball cards, you wonder if they're still a thing. And yes, well, they've, they've they're the taken hottest. off like crazy. Right? Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> I got to so find guess, my uh, folder of baseball cards. <laughs> I guess it's basically, you're right. I guess it's basically the same idea. But apparently, the Pokemon cards have gotten so over the top, you know, uh, desirable. Popular. Yeah. Popular, you know, the collector market about buying the new Pokemon that. They decided they were going to stop selling Pokemon cards, um, and also M- um, MLB, NFL, and NBA cards would also no longer be sold in the statement on 
uh, Thursday saying that the temporary suspension was done out of abundance of caution for its safety and for its employees. Uh, that was apparently causing fights in the store and people were, you know, employees were getting in the middle of fights and such. Well, uh, too they, bad. Yeah, I mean, Suck they it up. Remember it. the Beanie Baby days? Remember the days of uh, Cabbage Patch Kids? Of course. People were beating are. each other up in stores all the time. Come oh, on, taking the sport yeah. out of shopping. <laughs> well, Target has removed them from their shelves, and Walmart now does say, though, that they've reversed their position and they will be selling them. So I guess that's okay. I guess you can still go to Walmart and find you know whatever you're looking for in these uh, cards. But yeah, I thought that was such an odd story. Um, so I guess, yay, you can still buy your Pokemon cards if you actually want them. Yeah, um, I think I'm good. I'm thinking I'm going to, uh, pull out my resale card and, uh, make a little run over to the, uh, wholesale card store. You know, it's a candy yeah. and wholesale and cards and, you know, all that stuff. And well, maybe I can buy some Pokemon cards. You never there you know. go. I have a bunch of, you know, I gave my kids cards when they were little. I yeah, like a, I need more junk to sell on eBay. Just well, what I go. need. Just yeah, exactly. So you um, found an Android toaster, which I'm very... <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not the toaster so much, but it's a company, and, and I don't know how I feel about a toaster company making a phone, but... Balmuda, which is a Japanese company, developed a humidifier. I'm actually interested in the toaster more than the phone, but uh, they developed a humidifying toaster oven about six years ago, and apparently it became infamous for uh, producing fluffy yet perfectly brown sides of bread. And, you know, I've been searching for something like that for years. I didn't even know this existed because, you know, for some reason, just toasters and toaster ovens, they just don't toast bread well. I don't know why. Well, just, so you know, I bought one. Okay, little tip here. It's from Russell Hobbs. Oh, you and, told me about this, right? And it can even take frozen bread, and it'll tr- just toast one side if that's all you want to do, like for hot dogs. Right. And it expands for bagels, and it has like seven set. It's spectacular, and it's good looking. <laughs> well, yeah, I got to look at that. But apparently, this company Balmuda uh, is now developing a smartphone. With uh, Kyocero, which is a manufacturer of 5G devices, it'll be designed for use specifically on SoftBank's network in Japan. There'll be a SIM-free version available to purchase. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I'd buy it if it also toasted my bread at the same time. I mean, could we get a phone that also toasts your bread? You know, I think we've made something really clear here. Do we need any more phones? Uh, really? Oh, Yeah. Uh, that, that's that's definitely a, a, a strange thing. But, yeah, so now you can get yourself um, a phone made by a toaster company. Good luck with that. Uh, yeah, okay. I, the uh, toaster what? is really cool, by the way. I sent you a link to it from Balmuda. Yeah, I have to look at that. Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, all right, so you tell us, what happens, you know, people wonder about this. What happens if you turn off your PC during an update? Yeah, and I always wonder, too. I always kind of freak out, what if it runs out of juice? Because, you know, sometimes when it's updating, it's really draining power, a laptop or something like that. Right. And you don't – well, here's the story. Before Windows Vista, (laughs) Microsoft released OS updates as separate service packs. And you would have to install them from bootable media manually, like a CD or a disc or something. So – that was great for that time. But with Vista, they decided to shift their focus to over-the-air updates through a po- process called component-based servicing or CBS. 
This is important. So CBS was aimed to stabilize the updating process by servicing each component separately. So if something goes wrong during an update, CBS can restart the operating system and mitigate the errors and conflicts. So if you decide to install an update, CBS checks all files to ensure component-specific and are all cores are present. If the files are present, CBS starts the installation process. If something bad happens, it stops. And if it stops and it's updating and it gets stuck, despite what the warning says, and you turn off your computer, one of two things are going to happen. CBS does its job and Windows will start regularly with an older version, or Windows will crash, fail to start, and you have the blue screen of death which you can probably fix anyway, and I say probably because files can still get fractured and damaged. Right. So bottom line, don't power off your computer when Windows is installing updates. Yeah, really Core files idea. can be lost, but the bottom line, there is kind of a fail-safe process in there, and I don't want to push it. I, I yeah. remember the days of working six hours on something, and I yeah, not bad a, idea. Not a fan. You do not yeah. want to do that. Not a fan. So um, it's interesting. Streaming has gotten interesting. Disney, of course, and a, a lot of the streaming services lately, and I'll talk about a movie I just watched this morning in a second, but uh, have been showing first-run movies on their streaming services, not in the theater. Now, some of them charge. For example, they might get thirty bucks if you want to see a movie that's you can stream from home. Versus going to the theater. I think 30 is pretty high. You know, if you go with your significant other, you're probably going to pay maybe $12 for a movie, you know. So 30 bucks, I guess the idea is that you can have six people over or 10 people over. Now, you know, if you're vaccinated, you can have all your friends over. Uh, but Disney has been having these uh, movies released in both theaters and on Disney Plus, again, as a $30 add-on. Um, Disney took a little bit of a hit this week because their subscriber base for their streaming service did not hit expectation, although it, it far exceeded over the last year what they thought they were going to do. So they've got a couple of films now, uh, one called Free Guy, which is a video game flick, and another one, Marvel's Shang-Chi, uh, Legend of Ten Rings. They're getting a 45-day exclusive theater window that will now play in the theater starting on September. Uh, Free Guy will be September 3rd. And um, and they're going to be doing that a little bit more now. The movies Black Widow, uh, Cruella, Jungle Cruise will arrive in the next three months. And those are being released in both theaters and on the add-on. So they're, they're kind of doing a mixture. But I think what they're trying to do is get people back into the theater. How do you feel about that? Uh, I don't know. All I want is decent popcorn. All I want is decent popcorn. I don't need the movie theater. I really so do think you that... see yourself going back, or would you rather pay thirty bucks to see a movie you wanted to see at home? I'm not going to pay thirty bucks to see because there's only two of us, and that right. just—it's not like I have a whole family here. Yeah. So what I really believe is, for those who want to go to theaters. I just don't think it's a viable platform anymore. I really don't because when someone has a super large TV, it, they're going to get with a sound bar, you're going to get a great experience and you have a few people over and yeah, then you pony up the money. But, or you can wait two, three months and watch it, <laughs> you know, for four ninety nine 
which is a better deal. So I don't yeah. know. I I just think it's broken. I think yeah. the uh, entire business model is broken for now. And we're just going to have to see, again, what people are comfortable doing. I don't know that yeah. I'd be comfortable. I, I always felt the theater was kind of crowded and creepy anyway. So, you know, recycled air and all that's done. I don't know. So yeah. we'll see. Interesting. All right. So I watch your movies talk about streaming. HBO Max has done a great job of releasing their movies in the theater. And if you are a subscriber to HBO Max, you get it for free. So this morning I watched Those Who Wish Me Dead, which is Angelina Jolie's new film. And it was good. I enjoyed it. I would say it wasn't the greatest movie I've ever seen. It was entertaining. Um, it got 66% on Rotten Tomatoes, which, again, isn't great, isn't terrible. Um, and uh, Tyler Perry, oddly, I, he must have had some connection to this because he was in the movie for about 30 seconds. And he's a big-time guy, so that kind of surprised me. I expected to see him again in it, and I never saw him again after this uh, few seconds. Uh, but it was entertaining, and I like what they've done on HBO Max, and, and I'm impressed with the way they're handling it. And you get to see a lot of really good stuff on there uh, if you're a subscriber for free. So um, that's on HBO Max, and uh, you can get it for free. You watching anything now? Uh, yeah, we. I think I told you last week watching the Comiskey Experiment. Yep, that's a lot of fun. Or whatever it's called, method, excuse uh, me. Kaminsky method. Yeah. Good good show. Kind of geezerish, but it's okay. Yeah. Yep. And um nothing really. I'm busy writing my book. I'm just buried in my book right now. Uh I ran across a series that my wife and daughter had been watching for years that I never ran across before called Younger, which is with Sutton Foster. It's on the Paramount Network right now, if you happen to subscribe to that. They're thoroughly entertaining, thoroughly enjoyable. They're going into their seventh season. Uh and Sutton Foster, who is a big Broadway star, is the star of that. So, you know, if you're looking for a um a good series to watch, and I have to say, you know, Marsha, you and I have talked about this for a long time. I, I was talking about it forever. Uh, which is, of course, Schitt's Creek. And I told mm -hmm. my daughter to watch it, and she watched the first couple of episodes and went, eh, I don't know about this. And then she watched the first season, and when she was done, she said, okay, it's fine, I, I don't care. And then a friend of hers said, no, 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 you got to keep watching it. So she did, and she's now on, like, season five, and it's yeah. thoroughly enjoyable. Uh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, Schitt's Creek is a great show, and the big news is that Ted Lasso is coming back very soon. Yep. Uh, one of the problems that Apple TV Plus has that we need to make note of is they only have two or three shows that anybody really cares about. Yeah. And yeah. they're really going to have to step up this year if they want to compete because the market is bats. It's crazy. There's so many people. Amazon is cranking out. Whether it's all quality or not, it's, you know, maybe it's the spaghetti method. You know, make enough spaghetti, throw it against the wall, see what sticks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's true. You know, at least they're cranking out something. Um, yeah, Apple TV there's... Plus is not – I'm looking forward to the morning show again coming back yeah, with Jennifer Aniston. Right. And 
But that's about it. There's nothing well, there's there. there's one series on there that, that I enjoyed and, and I thought very entertaining. It was called Mystic Quest. And it's a story about a, uh, it's a series about a video game company who develops this video game called Mystic Quest. It's now in its second season that just started this week. And it's very entertaining. So, you know, if you like uh, video games and you like fun, and it's a fun series, uh, it's kind of a goofy, silly series. Uh, but that's now on... Um, uh, what did we just say? Apple TV. So that's going to yep. be available. Uh, you've also got some new things to stream this weekend. There's a movie called The Woman in the Window, which I don't know anything about, but it's screaming on Netflix. Uh, psychological screaming? thriller. It's screaming, Stream- it's screaming and sc- screaming. screaming and screaming. <laughs> screaming on Netflix. Uh, a psychological thriller about an agoraphobic alcoholic. Uh, sounds like an upbeat, fun movie uh, who's yep. un- all yep. around mentally unstable. So uh, that's available if you want to watch it. Uh, if you liked High School Musical, apparently there's a new High School Musical out called The Musical. Um, and then there's one that looks kind of entertaining, The Under- Underground Railroad, uh, which is uh, available on Prime Video this week. Well, weekend. but wait a minute. Wait, we're going to talk about that. We're going to extend the show. Okay. First of all, it's a fantasy. This is so wrong. It bends history, and it's going to give the wrong information to a full generation. There was no train involved. Oh, well, that's interesting. (laughs) Well, you know about that time in history. It was a kind of a nom de plume for escaping people and getting them out. There was no train that they got on to go. All right, there you go. We got to go. Hey, everybody, listen, thanks for joining us. Please don't drink and drive. We want you back with us next week. Have a great rest of your This is Marsha Collier with Mark Cohen on Computer and Technology Radio, and we're so glad you stopped by with us this week. Tech, uh, message me on Twitter at Marsha Collier and let me know if there's something you're interested in our covering. So it's really You've been to listening you to Computer Bye-bye. and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought. <laughs>